Welcome to another episode, long time no solo. Man, I'm back in LA, I miss New York. I had so much fun recording the last two podcasts with Shauma and uh, Daniel Nicholas Magic. It was so fun, but I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. There's so much catching up to do. So here I am. Before we get started, I want to tell you where I'm going to be performing. I'm going to be in San Francisco. Wait, I think that will have already passed when this comes out. I'll be in San Diego, Aspen, Colorado, Irvine, California. Please, if you live in LA or Orange County or nearby, please come to my Irvine show. It's going to be at the Irvine Improv August 5th. Please come to that. I'm going to be in Boston. I'm going to be in Washington, D.C., Cleveland, Ohio just got added, Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to be all over Texas. So go to AllieMakofsky.com slash shows and get tickets if you can make it. I hope to see you there. Um, I'm wearing, f- I'm wearing some slides today. It's casual. It's a casual day for me. I'm wearing my big Texas C-word shirt. Um, I don't know if I can say it. I feel like I've heard about YouTube getting so weird recently about like censoring, so I don't even want to say it, but it's C-U-M-M-E-R, big Texas C-word. Um, I got it from this girl on Instagram I'm blank. I, I forget her Instagram handle, but um, if you Google it, I think it'll pop up. If you just Google Big Texas C Word, it's like a Canada thing. You have to read about it. It's interesting. I'm going to crack open a liquid death to get the pod started. Let's get this in frame. Look at this. I'm a huge fan of the still liquid deaths. I'm, I like the sparkling, but sparkling feels like I'm celebrating something. Sparkling feels like a special occasion, liquid death. Listen to this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you guys that I finally got sponsored by Liquid Death? This has been a long time in the making. I think I've been talking about Liquid Death since, like, the first ten episodes of this podcast. And now I finally get to make some cash. Um, I think if you just... I don't even know if, like... Let's see. I think if you go on their website, you can get, like, a free koozie or something. Let's see. Oh, yeah, if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Mac A-L-I-M-A-C, you'll get a free um, set of koozies with your first order of any case of water. Or you can just go to, like, Whole Foods or 7-Eleven, get a Liquid Death. They're fun. I I drink so much more when I drink Liquid Death. I'm such a dehydrated person. But when something's in an aluminum can and it looks like beer... I I don't know if it's like the addict in me, but I'm like, I have to chug this. Like, I can't just not finish one of these. Also, it's better for the environment, which is tight. Did you guys see that video of the, um, like the, like the lava or the fire that happened in the water? I don't know what that's called. Ari, do you know when there, that fire that was happening in the water, there was like an eruption did you see the video? Yeah. yeah. The one that Rogan posted? I think so. I think that was an oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, it was like an oil spill, but something like ruptured and it wow. caused a fire in the ocean. Who would have thought? Hell. Hell. Hell opened up because too many people are drinking liquid death. This is what happens when you market water this way. Fires will erupt it in the water. This is what happens when you disobey God and make water look like a tall boy of beer 
Um, anyway, I had so much fun in New York. The shows were a lot of fun. I stayed with my friend Erica, and she's one of those friends where... I don't know if you guys have these kinds of friends, but it's like, she lives in New York, I live in LA. One time when she was in LA, we met, and I kind of just knew, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be friends with this person. Like, you can just tell sometimes. And sometimes you think that, and then like a week or two later, or maybe a couple months later, you're like, oh, this person actually, we're not vibing. This isn't meant to be my friend, but we've gone this long, and now I feel trapped in a friendship that's happened to me before oh that's such a bad feeling because you can't like it's hard to like break up with an acquaintance you know because it's not like we're best friends where I can be like oh you're actually a really bad best friend and like you hurt my feelings and you know I don't really want to be friends with you anymore when it's like an acquaintance where like they have your phone number and they'll text you to like try and hang out every once in a while but you just there's something missing in that in that acquaintance friendship. That's a weird one because you're like, how do I say I don't want to hang out with you ever again without sounding like a bitch? You know, that's a tough one. That I think makes me more uncomfortable than like an actual breakup or something. Because there's just nothing you can say, especially on Instagram. There's certain people who like. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like I have a hard time just, some people are better than that. So some people are better at that. They're like, they can just be chatty and friends with everyone. I don't know. I don't have the energy for it. And if I just don't know you that well, I'm like, I don't want to pretend that this is, it feels like teasing, even though it's just a friendship. Like, I don't want you, I don't want to tease you into thinking that we're gonna be better friends or something. I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do I sound psychotic? <sighs> anyway, so I met this girl, Erica, when she was visiting LA, and I could tell that we were potentially gonna be friends, because she was just like, good vibes, cool. I felt like we both had short hair at the time, so we were like bonding over being girls with buzz cuts, and... um. And I'm like this. If I feel like I'm going to be friends with you, I'm going to put in the effort. So, like, anytime I was in New York, I would hit her up. Anytime she was in L.A., she would hit me up, and we just stayed in touch, you know? But because she lives out there and, you know, COVID and everything, I haven't been there in a long time. Like, you know, I'd only see her if I went to New York, like, once. Like, we'd meet and get coffee or something. But... We never, like, hung out for a long period of time. So it was like, are, am I actually friends with this person? Or is it just, like, convenient to hang out whenever, you know, like, once every couple months? But she was in L.A. not too long ago. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be in New York in a couple months. And she was like, stay at my place. Like, no problem. But some people are just nice and they'll say that. And I, that's another type of friend that I don't like. I don't like when people are like oh, let's hang out, and they have no intention of hanging out. If it's, like, two people who are actually friends and they're like, we'll get lunch, like, it's a very L.A. thing to be like, we'll get lunch, yeah, totally, and then you just never get lunch. But when you're, like, you can stay at my house, when you have, like, concrete plans and then they bail, I have a story about that because I was just in Vegas, and I'm going to put some people on blast on this episode. I'm fired up. I am fired up. 
So, um, I make so many mouth noises. I'm like hearing myself as I do it. It's, I'm just, I'm a mucusy girl. I'm a phlegmy gal. So she offers me her place in New York and she, she let me stay there. And it was one of those things we were both like, I didn't know how this was going to work. Like if we were going to have like, I don't know, weird moments or if we were going to realize that we were like sick of each other or we actually didn't like spending time with each other. But we got along great. Our schedules worked out. She had stuff to do during the day and I was kind of hanging out and then we'd meet up, we'd get food, we'd do something and then I'd do a show. Sometimes she'd come with me and we just had a great time. It was so fun. Like, I think when you're an adult, it's harder to make new friends because when you're a kid, you're like doing sleepovers or going to school or there's like reason like you just don't have as much responsibility or I don't know. You know, when you're a kid, you can kind of do anything and none of it really matters. But as an adult, you're like, well, I have to do this. I have to I can't have a sleepover because I'm like a grown woman. I love adult sleepovers. So if someone's down to have me like crash at their place, she even like I feel like the people listening are going to be like, oh, she's trying to hook up with you. She wasn't. But she was like, yeah, you can sleep on my couch or if you want to sleep in my bed with me, that's fine. It's not weird. And girls, I feel like it isn't weird for girls. Like, it's very normal to sleep with gal friends. But we still, you know, it was one of those things we didn't know each other that well. So I didn't want to be like immediately like, yeah, I'll sleep in your bed. No problem. So the first night I slept on the couch. Then the second day she was in her room. I like went in there. We were chatting. I like sat on her bed and it was so comfortable. I told her immediately. I was like, I'm sleeping on your bed for the rest of the trip. Then we just had a gal sleepover, pillow fights all the time, cute stuff. We didn't do anything nasty. I know that you're all wishing that that's how the story ends, but we went to bed every night, back to back, you know, and um, it was very godly. It was very pure, but it was just very nice because like when I feel like at a certain age, you don't get to meet that many people unless you're I'm the type of person who's open to it. I'm open to new friendships. If I think that there's like a a budding friendship, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna lean into that. Because I like having friends. I like, you know, I hate forcing friendships, though, is what I'm trying to say about other people. But it worked out. She, um... She took me to Coney Island. I'd never been to Coney Island. It was so fun. I ate a Nathan's hot dog. It was delicious. Um, we went on some rides. The carnies were pretty hot at Coney Island. I'm not going to lie. They have some good looking carnies down there. We took the train over. It was a blast. It really was like a... It was such a fun trip. I was there for like over a week, but it went by so quickly. Pride was happening, so I went to like... I didn't really um, go, but I was walking to my friend's house who was having kind of like a mini pride party, and I ended up walking through like the entire parade. I felt so, you know, like underdressed for the occasion. Everyone's wearing like nipple tassels and, you know, no shirts and speedos and mesh leggings, and I was just wearing like a normal outfit. I really felt... I felt like... uh, I feel like the people who stormed the Capitol, but for pride. I felt like a Viking. I was just dressed like a dude who's not celebrating. 
So I did that. What else? Um, I'm trying. It feels like it's been so long that I know that so much has happened, and now I'm blanking because of all this time that's gone by. What else did I do when I was in New York? Did I do anything fun and crazy? There were so many beagles out on the street. I've become obsessed with beagles. I want one so bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just had a good time. It was just so fun to go. I hadn't gone since COVID. And before that, I was trying to go like twice a year at least. And so I just, I needed to go. I needed to see my friends who live over there. I needed that connection. The shows were fun. I got to do, um, I jumped on one of Stavros' shows, Stavros Halkius from Cumtown. It was so fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just a good time. So then I got back. And I forgot, I brought all of, I got so many parking tickets. I don't know why I do this. I just, it's all like I'm collecting parking tickets at this point. And I need to pay for those. I have so much like, you know when you just like let stuff build and then it makes you feel more productive when you get it done? It's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just like collecting all these. I need to call when, last time I was in, oh, I have to sneeze. This is so annoying. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this in your headphones. That was the loudest sneeze ever. And I feel gross. I did one of those inside of the t-shirt sneezes. And now there's like snot on my nose. And now I have to just wipe it off on here. I'm good. Ugh. That's so great. Here's the thing with the shirt sneeze. When people do that, you know, they lift up the neck of their shirt and sneeze in that. That was like pre-mask, mask vibes, you know? Like people who sneeze like that, it's like, what are you doing? But they were kind of making their own masks. So in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that's actually genius. But anytime you see someone do that, you're like, oh, that's disgusting. Because now I have all this snot that's just on my chest from my t-shirt. It's just transferring over, soaking in. And then, oh, I don't like that angle on my feet. And then, um... The people, when you have to sneeze in your arm, you know, in the little crevice of your arms, that's disgusting because then you have like sneeze on your arm. You have snot all over. There's really no good way to do it. I think just open air in someone's mouth, in their nose. Why can't we just sneeze on each other and let people get sick the way that we're supposed to get sick? Everyone should just get a cold. Anytime a cold is presented to them. Enough with the arms, enough with the t-shirt neck. If you're carrying around a handkerchief in this day and age, you should just be in jail because you're a predator. I'm not sure of what, but you're doing something dark for sure. Handkerchief people, man, they're a dying breed. They're rare, hard to find these days. You don't see too many handkerchief lads or ladies. I, um, oh, I hate sneezing. My dad has the craziest sneeze. Anytime he sneezes, I feel like the house is having an earthquake. <sighs> this liquid death is hitting the spot, boy. Um, yeah, so then I got home from New York. 
And then immediately I was going to Vegas. Me and the boy. Me and the boy were doing a trip to Vegas. Tom Segura happened to be performing out there, so I got to do some guest spots on his shows, which was super fun. I'd never done shows with Tom, you know? So that was like a fun moment. It felt like I was, you know, like showing him, like, I'm a real comedian. Um, and it was great. The shows were super fun. We were at the Terry Fader Theater at the Mirage, which is so crazy because I did that theater for the first time like two years ago with Rogan. And I think around the time when I first started this podcast, so I was like, whoa, I'm back. It felt good. It felt good. It was nice hanging out with Tom, his opener, Jeff Tate. Cool dudes. Cool dudes. Me and my boyfriend. He So we were planning on going on a trip out there for the 4th of July and just like doing a little getaway. And I let him be in charge. And that was a mistake because he booked our hotel through Expedia. He booked it through Expedia and he got us a hotel at the Strat. I don't know if you've heard of the Stratosphere Hotel in Vegas, but... She's not pretty. She's not a pretty hotel. We got catfished by Expedia. And this is why I need to run. I I want him to be in control and do things, but I'm always disappointed. Even if he picked the nice hotel. Well, no, if he picked a nice hotel, I wouldn't be disappointed. But I feel like I'm such a control freak and weirdo and psycho that, like, I'd rather be disappointed in myself than someone else. And that's something that I'll have to talk about in therapy. But that's just the truth, you know? So we go to this hotel. He tells me, we think it's the hotel where they filmed the Love Island U.S. Because Love Island U.S. was filmed during COVID. They filmed it at the uh, rooftop pool of a hotel in Vegas. I don't know why he thought it was the Strat that they filmed at, but it was not. We found that out later once we saw our room and thought, was their budget this low? <sighs> We get into the hotel, and at first, it seems nice, you know? It's, like, kind of at the end of the strip. It's not, like, right in the heart of the strip, but that can be kind of nice because the strip can be so busy and crazy and whatever. It's been around forever, and I'm like, this will be great. So, we get there. As soon as we park, we park on level six. There's a, there's a used tampon by the elevators on level six, used, fully bloody, just out on the floor by the elevators. So that was a bad sign, but I've been in that situation. You got a bloody tamp, you got to get it out. There's no bathrooms around, and it's just an emergency situation. What baffled me was that there was a trash can right next to where the tampon was thrown onto the floor. I don't... I keep sitting weird. There was a tampon just thrown right by a trash can. So that was almost like a, a it was like a, a tactic that someone used. That was thought out. Because if you're pulling the bloody tampon out, sorry if this is too graphic, but you're already in the fire, you know, you're holding it already. So why not just dispose of it in the trash? But instead, like, did were they walking in a dress and it just fell out? That is worrisome. Who takes it out by hand and then just puts it on the floor right by a trash can? Or were they trying to throw it from the other side of the parking lot, do a free throw with it and missed and didn't pick it up and put it away? It was bad. It was a bad start to the trip. 
Um, then we we take the elevator. We go down. We're walking from the garage to the inside. And I just noticed, you know, the clientele out there, there's a lot of weed smoking, a lot of weird smells, a lot of odd, just odd looking people, people who look like they have nothing to lose anymore, um, which is never a good sign. That's not where you want to, the people you want to be staying with. You want to be with the people who look like they have everything to lose and they're here for a good time. This was like, this was a desperate bunch. It, it, I smelled it on them, you know? That's what it smelled like outside. It smelled like weed and desperation. But I'm like, you know what? It's a casino. Of course, that's, you know, the vibe I'm going to get. So we walk inside and I'm just noticing a lot of unfortunate, unfortunate people. And I know that that's judgmental. But if you were there, you would also agree. You know, there was just... I'll give them one thing. It was a diverse, it was a diverse casino. A lot, a lot of different kinds of people, but all of them smelled like sadness. And it, and that kind of smell transfers over, you know, then it started to wash over me and I'm getting sad and desperate and I'm like, whatever, at least we'll have our room. We're going to be out anyways. We're not going to be spending a lot of time in the hotel. So we check in and the guy who's checking us in is talking so fast. He's talking through a mask and it's like a thick mask. So I can't really hear what he's saying, but he's like, um, you guys agree that you can't change like he's given us kind of like the breakdown of the rules he's like once i assign you a room you agree that you can't change the room um because of the view or whatever like you agree that this is the room that you're being assigned and i'm like oh like what's the view from our room and he's like your view is an ac unit and that's not what you want to hear on vacation you don't want to look out at an ac unit in las vegas but we're like, whatever, okay. We won't change our room just because of the view. We're not even going to be in our room that much. No big deal. So then also he overcharged us. We had to put our card down, even though I thought we had paid for most of it already. Uh, my boyfriend handled it. And I love him. I do. I do. I love him so much. But... um. I'm going to have to do these things from now on. Uh, maybe I'll give him another chance at booking stuff, but I feel like I'm just used to it because it's not his fault, you know? It's not his fault. It was a lapse of judgment, but I'm someone who travels pretty often for comedy. I, you know, sometimes book my own hotels. I definitely do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more used to that. But to be fair, we both were trying not to spend a lot of money. So this was what looked the best for the least amount of money. He got catfished. It's not his fault. But I was disappointed. And we did end up spending way more than we thought we were going to because of Expedia or something. Anyway, so we're like, okay, AC unit, view, it is, let's go. He's like, it's on the third floor. Also not a good sign. When you're in Vegas, you want to be at least 15 stories up. 15 at the lowest. You want to be from 15 to whatever's the highest. But we're on the third floor. We have to walk over to the 
to the elevator, which was on like the complete other side of the hotel, just like tucked away in the back. So we go to the elevator. We go up to the third floor. As soon as the elevator doors open, it was as if we got transferred from a seemingly nice looking casino, minus the sad people in it, to a motel. And here's the thing. I'll stay in a motel. I don't mind. But when I'm not expecting to stay in a motel and it looks like a motel, I'm not... It's not what I want. Especially when you're paying not motel prices. The door's open. There's like plaster from the walls that's on the floor. The security... Like the the employee's only door is like broken and like tilted to the side. The carpet had like... It looked like it had been scratched up by one of Siegfried and Roy's... uh, tigers and then our room as soon as you get off the elevator and walk to the left our room was right by like the vending machine for mountain dew and dasani water right across from that in the ice like right by the elevator so we opened the door and it was bad it was bad and if you stay at the strat no shade at all but i was expecting especially for the price we paid for what we wanted it's not what i was expecting it's not what i wanted i wanted like a fun crazy vegas i wanted to get like instagram photos looking all cute on the bed and like just being like a little thought and it just wasn't gonna happen in this room you know the cockroaches would have stolen the show from me That's how you know that a a hotel room isn't the nicest is when the sink is outside of the bathroom. When the bathroom door opens and it's just the toilet and the shower and then in the bedroom is the sink and mirror. It's just usually not a good sign. I feel like if I've ever stayed at, you know, lower budget hotels, that's what I'm working with. And I don't want to sound like a diva. This is just not what the trip was supposed to be this time when I'm on the road for comedy I don't care put me in that room because I'm alone I'm not with my boyfriend I'm just there to work I don't care this was supposed to be like a sexy little Vegas trip Ocean's Eleven style it didn't happen I looked out the window saw all of the AC units this room was so sad like you wouldn't even be able to unalive yourself from this room it was so low to the floor in the AC units I could walk out of the window and change the power you know like do some work on the ac system there was poop or something some weird foreign substance on the curtains which is to be expected really anywhere people are doing nasty things at hotels but it was just like dusty like i looked at the headboard it was so dusty i I wore my slides in the room because i didn't want my feet to be on the floor it was bad so then I'm asking, like, uh, the people who work for Tom, uh, I'm like, hey, are there, is there anything, is there any way I could stay at the hotel where the shows are at? And they're like, ah, it's not available. But luckily, it all worked out. So the next day, I mean, our room also smelled like cigarette smoke. It was a non-smoking room. It reeked of cigarettes. And I'm like, I don't want to get charged again for this. I don't, I'm only vaping in the room, which you can't even smell. It's pretty much not smoking. And so the next day we went up to the, is this the most boring story ever? Or is it kind of interesting? Is it good? Okay. Ari's giving me the, sometimes I like my, I think it might just be my voice. Like I don't like my voice. So when I hear it, and I'm listening to my own voice. I'm like, is this a guided meditation? Yeah, I don't like your voice. 
You don't like my voice? <laughs> I mean, I, I think my voice is interesting, but like when I, I think I'm also nasally, so it's like echoing into my brain and I hear it on like <sighs> loud. Okay. So the next day we wake up. First of all, I did take off all of the sheets and mattress topper and everything to check for bed bugs. Because I, I wouldn't put it past the strut to have a couple bugs in the bed. So I took off all the sheets and everything, made sure to see if there was any like blood spots. Because if you don't know, that's how you can tell if there's like an infestation of bed bugs is if there's like, um, it looks like blood on the bed because the bed bugs will attack you and they'll make you bleed. And so then there, sh there would be red spots on the mattress. So I checked for that. The next morning I wake up, I'm alive, I'm somewhat well, um, and I get ready for the day. And I go to the front desk and I'm like, hey, we talked to this guy, Emerson. We're like, hey, our room reeks of cigarettes. We thought it was a non-smoking room. We don't smoke. Um, is there a way to move rooms? And he was like, no problem. Like, he wasn't even, like, trying to fight us on it. He wasn't even, like... He was just like, yeah, you know, no problem. He was so helpful and so nice. And he really, like, made an, made an impression, obviously. I remember his name. You know, he was so sweet. So we upgraded our room. We moved all of our stuff to this new room. It, it was nicer, definitely. I mean, it had somewhat of a view. It felt cleaner. It was in a different, like, elevator area section. Like, it felt a lot nicer. If we had gotten to the Strat and that was the first room that we walked into, like, if that was our room from the beginning, I would have been like, eh, it's not, like, fancy and, like, frills and nice, but, like, it's not awful. It's not bad. It's doable. So we get in there. It doesn't smell like cigarettes. It has a better view. It feels cleaner. The TV was on when we got in there. Like it felt like, it felt like a regular hotel. It didn't feel like a Vegas hotel necessarily because I feel like Vegas hotels. I don't know. There's something. I don't know. But it it was it was good. So we get in there. All of our stuff is like packed. Um, because we were. Oh, because we had to move rooms. So we like had everything packed. We kept it packed. And so we were going to go to the Mandalay Bay Hotel to use their pool for the day. Because at the Mandalay Bay, they have they have like a beach. They have like a white sand beach at the hotel. Like a fake, you know, obviously pool beach. And then they have a lazy river. And if you know anything about me, it's that I'm lazy and I love floating around. So I wanted to do the lazy river. I would have loved to spend my day just going in circles down this river in a tube. So we get, we finally, we leave the Strat. We go to the Mandalay Bay. We drive over there. We're ready to go in the pool. And you, we needed a room key. We had to be a guest at the hotel to use the pool. I'm trying to pretend I'm like with people, like I'm their child on vacation. I'm like trying to walk in with people. It's not working. There's like a another area where you would, I would get in for free because I'm a girl and I have tits, but my boyfriend would have had to pay $100. It's so weird. Everything in Vegas is so sexist, which like I get to an extent, like you have to have a good ratio for the D, but just let people in who want to, like, if you're going to charge a guy, just charge a girl. The guy will pay for the girl. You'll make more money, you know, but whatever. I get it. 
So we couldn't go into the Mandalay Bay. I was getting so irritated. I'm like, all I want to do is just lay in the sun and be in Vegas. Like, I don't want to be driving from hotel to hotel or walking from hotel to hotel to figure out which pool we can use. So I hit up the lady who works at the theater at the Mirage. And I was like, hey, is there a way that we could, you know, use like a room key or any way that we could use the pool for the day? Like, can someone let us into the pool at the Mirage? And she was like, oh, I can just comp you a room. Like, it's no problem for, you know, it's not an issue, whatever. And I was like, wait, like, do you mean for the night or just for the day? And she was like, no, you can stay there for the night. And so then I was like, my mood changed completely. I was so happy because I had stayed at the Mirage before. It's very nice. And so we went back to the Strat after all of this. We go back to the Strat. Still have not touched the pool yet. Have not seen the pool yet. We go back to the Strat. We get our bags. We go to the lobby. And we go to the uh, check-in counter, whatever. The What is that called? Just the front desk. Front desk. And we're, like, waiting for Emerson. Because he was so helpful. He helped us move rooms. We talked to Emerson. We're like, Emerson, he sees us with all of our luggage. And he goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong, Emerson. We appreciate you helping us move rooms so much. The room was incredible. And we're so appreciative of you for helping us. But I was like, I'm performing at the Mirage. And I didn't think I was going to be able to get a room there. But I ended up being able to get a room there. So we're going to go to the Mirage. We won't be staying at the hotel tonight. But, like, we appreciate you so much for helping us. And, like, you truly... He was, like, such a hard worker. Like, everyone was coming up to him to yell and complain about things at the hotel. And he was, like, so kind to everyone and trying to be so helpful. So we were, like... I was like, what's the phone number? Who, who, like, who do I call to, like, give them good praise about you? Even the guy next to me who had just dealt with him was like, this was the worst trip ever. Emerson is the only thing that made this trip good. Which says a lot about an employee, you know? You have to be a really good employee for that to happen. So, he was like, no problem. I'll refund you for the night. So, I ended up... Well, I have to keep checking my bank to see if the refund went through. But he ended up refunding the entire second night and, like, covering the charges, the extra charges from, like, Expedia or whatever the F my boyfriend did. Emerson is the freaking GOAT. Honestly, if you're looking for... I'm not even... I'm not sponsored by the Strat. I've said a lot of bad things about them. But if you're ever staying there, try and, like book the trip through Emerson like call the strat and be like can Emerson help me book my trip because he is the best thing about that hotel and if you can get a nicer room there were nicer rooms I just had a bad experience because I went through a third I didn't my boyfriend went through a third party website and got us a shitty room but um Emerson was great he was so nice I literally called someone who worked at the strapping like how do I leave this guy a positive review I want to make sure that like the right person is hearing it because he deserves he should work at the Four Seasons if anyone in Vegas who works at a nice hotel is listening to this or you know someone who works at a nice hotel steal Emerson from the Strat and take him to a nicer hotel. He's an incredible employee in any hotel. I don't know why. He was just so nice. Like, I really was having such a shitty time at the beginning. And he, like, really turned it around. 
He turned my frown upside down. Shout out to Emerson. We're dating now. He's my boyfriend. I ditched. I ditched my boyfriend who booked the trip and now I'm seeing Emerson. It's long distance, but it's good. I get to stay at the Strat for free. But yeah, I don't know. It was um overall a good trip. The people sitting next to us at Best Friend were like chatting us up. They live in Newport Beach. They're taking us on their boat. They really got to chatting with us, this older couple. The lady was like, I got blacked out, called concierge, and booked tickets to see Dave Chappelle last night and Bruno Mars tonight, VIP for both. And I'm like, damn, you make the best decisions blacked out out of anyone I've ever met. Normally people are like, I got blacked out and slept with a married man. This lady's like, I got blacked out and got the best experience in Vegas ever. And now she's a, she's following me on Instagram. We're BFF. She lives in Newport. Her daughter rides horses. Her husband, who was sitting with her, is making champagne and cans. He needs funding, I guess, but he has a boat, so it's like, how much funding do you really need if you have a boat? We're going to go on the boat. Vegas was good. Overall, Vegas was good. The restaurant was good. Um, the food was good. Speaking of good food, quickly, I just want to give a shout out to Freshly. You guys have heard me talk about Freshly before. I really, really love Freshly. If you don't know what it is, it's a meal delivery service. They have so many options of different things to eat. And I really like them because I over proportion my food. Is that the right word? I, I eat too much. I eat way too much and I always regret it after. And with Freshly, I feel like the meals are a good proportion. I'm always full after I eat them, but it's not, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is small. I'm going to be so hungry. And it filled me up and I realized I'm overeating way too much. And honestly, all of the meals are really good. I really like them. I, I think all of the ones that I got, I got the zesty chicken, that one was really good. It comes with mashed potatoes. It feels naughty. It's so yummy. They have like, um, uh, I think like a chicken parm. All of them are really yummy. I really like them. They're so easy to make, especially like at night. I like eating them at night because I never know what I want. And then by the time I try and like come up with something, it's too late and I'm not even hungry anymore. With Freshly, you could just pop it in the microwave for like two to five minutes. It says it on the box. It has the instructions. I don't have a microwave, so I popped it in the oven, which I think tastes better. Um, but also, I haven't tried it in the microwave, so I can't really say that with confidence. But um, Freshly is really good. It makes things easier, especially if you forget to go grocery shopping or something and you're like, fuck I'm out of food all I have is hummus that has been sitting in the back of my fridge for two weeks we've all been there just shoving hummus with three fingers into our mouths it's not healthy get freshly it's so easy they have a lot of different options so don't think it's just certain things they have a lot of variety um and the meals are always delivered fresh not frozen they add new meals each week, which is nice. So if you get sick of something, there's always going to be a new option every week. And right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders. That's insane. $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Mac. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash Mac for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash Mac for $40 off your first two orders. A-L-I-M-A-C. Freshly.com slash Mac. 
I love giving discounts away. I love giving these codes, especially when I'm, I got some offers for some other ads and I wasn't feeling them. And I said, nope, we'll wait. I don't want to, you know how gross it feels to read? I mean, I'm sure Ari doesn't mind, but, um, we have different, we have different moral codes. I like being able to do ads when it's stuff that I actually like. And I know I say that every time, but like, you know, you hear all these podcasts talking about like random shit that it's like, you don't use that, that you've never tried that. And you're going to tell me to get it. I tried freshly. I made my decision. I'm a ride or die. I like it. I want them to send me more free stuff or I'll just use my promo code. Am I allowed to do that? Probably. That's kind of sick. I'm going to do that. Um, so shout out to Freshly, shout out to Roy Choi, shout out to the Mirage, shout out to Emerson, shout out to my, um, Kia for getting me to Vegas on my road trip. What else should I shout out? Shout out my slides. Oh, I went to Walmart on the way to Vegas and I got the best knockoff Tevas, those Jesus shoes. They're so good. I made my boyfriend get some like gross, like white strappy pool shoes. They're so embarrassing. I just kept taking photos of his feet because they look so ridiculous in these Walmart shoes. Walmart, y'all need to stop sleeping on Walmart. Walmart's, Walmart's got some good fashion. They've got good stuff. I, I bought, they have a lot of good like men's button downs, like Hawaiian Miami Vice type shirts. They're so good. If you ever drive by a Walmart, you have to go and check out the clothes because you might find something that you really like. My throat is so parched. I need to chug this. <sighs> I hope you could hear that. It's like a little ASMR. Um, oh, I was going to say something about this what was i gonna say about liquid death i was chugging it and then it's passed me by man i feel like i said it last time i was talking about liquid death i was gonna repeat something oh that's right the nice thing about the aluminum cans is that it stays kind of cold you know like room temp, like it's nice to drink it at room temp. Whereas like a plastic bottle, it feels gross when they're at room temp. It feels like you're drinking plastic chemicals. So just another perk of liquid death. You can also trick your parents into thinking you relapsed if you're sober. Just bring out a liquid death at the family dinner. Um, oh, speaking of relapsing, I um, got the, I got the big... It, Ari, did you hear about this? PBR did... Oh, yeah, yeah, you know about this. PBR sent me a giant pack of beer. It's the 1776... 1000, yeah, 1776 edition of PBR. Because I think that's when they signed the Declaration of Independence. Is that when they did it? 1776? Year in history. Let's see if anything pops up. Oh, yeah, 4th of July. Yeah, the Declaration of Independence. Look at me. I'm a little smarty pants. Yeah, so they sent me the 1776 pack. It was giant. I had to have them send it to my dad's house because I live in an apartment. So I sent it to my dad's. My dad thought that it was for him. 
because he knows that I don't drink. Also, PBR knows I don't drink. I'm like, is that, like, do you want to send me this? They're like, yeah, totally. You don't need to drink it. I'm like, okay. I love the aesthetic of PBR, though, so I was very happy getting PBR. I used to drink PBR. I like what they stand for. They're cheap. It's the people's beer. And um, I just like the way it looks, you know? I like the vibe of it, the aesthetic. So I said, yeah, my dad thought I was sending it to him. So I pretended that he got nominated to do a chug challenge and that they were sent for him. So if you go on my Instagram, you'll see my dad chugging a PBR and thanking me for the reason he's here today. I wanted him to call me an influencer, but that term's just not in his vocabulary. But yeah, now I have all these PBRs. I have this giant box. They sent me roller skates. I'm going to go roller skating this week. I think tonight, actually. Um, And I was wearing my... They sent me these, like, slippers. So I was at a casino. I went to the New Orleans casino. If you listen to my episode with Craig Conant, we talked about the, the Orleans Hotel in Vegas. It's way off the strip. My dad took me and my sisters there when I was younger. He, like, told us that it was going to be this really nice hotel, and it ended up not being... Wow, what a similar story to this most recent trip to Vegas. But yeah, we got bamboozled into thinking we were going to a nice place. My dad takes us to the Orleans. Not very nice, but um, when you're a kid, everything's like magical, especially in Vegas. They sold hot dogs, so I was like, on the way home, I have to stop at the Orleans for nostalgia's sake. Stopped there, got the hot dogs. They weren't as good as they used to be. Um, and then we went to the casino I put a, we put, me and my boyfriend put a hundred dollars into roulette. They had this crazy roulette where there was like a lady standing. She was doing roulette, um, baccarat and blackjack. And there was like cameras on each table that she was doing. And And I was sitting at this little table and there was a screen so I could be playing roulette, blackjack and baccarat all at the same time. So I was playing roulette on this digital thing, watching her do it. And I, I think total I put in 50 and then my boyfriend put in 50 and we walked away with over $150. I forget how much exactly. But then you think about it, like, it felt good, because normally when I gamble, I lose, so this felt like a big win, but then I'm like, we spent four hours there, and all we made was $150 or something. Still is a win, though. Still is a win. I'll take it. So, shout out to the Orleans Hotel as well. It was pretty dingy. I was wearing my PBR slippers in there. They were pitch black on the foot of them when I stepped out. I also saw a drunk driver in the parking lot of the Orleans Hotel. He straight up was backing up his car into another car. I start honking at him before he hits. And then he just keeps going back. And I'm honking and honking. He keeps going back. Then all of a sudden, he finally stops. And then he puts his car in drive. And he was, like, fully in this other car. And he just drives. And he's, like, going in a circle around the parking lot. Do you guys, let me know in the comments below, if you see a drunk driver on the road, do you call 911 to report it or do you just let it slide and say it's none of my business what they do? I'm just curious. Leave a comment below, especially if you watch this whole thing and now you're here. If you're still here at this point of the podcast, leave a comment below. Let me know you're still standing. Do you call 911 if you see someone who you think is drunk driving? I want to hear what you say. 
that's it for the podcast. Um, thanks for listening to me catch up. I really needed to get a lot of that off my chest and let you know what's been going on. I feel like it's been so long that I had way too much to catch up on. That happens sometimes. Oh, I also, um, I want to repeat. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in San Diego. I'm going to be in uh, Aspen, I'm going to be in Irvine, Boston, Washington, D.C., Cleveland, Chicago, Texas. Go to AllieMukowski.com slash shows. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. I'll see you later. Please subscribe. Click that little button. Um, rate and review. Do all the nice things that help my podcast and help me. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh,